Hello and welcome to the AMBOSS podcast, Beyond the Textbook. Every two weeks, experts from AMBOSS, the medical education platform, interview medical students and healthcare professionals to showcase international perspectives on everything in medical school and beyond the textbook. Hello and welcome to this episode of the AMBOSS podcast, Beyond the Textbook. I'm your host today, Dr. Tanner Schrank. And today, in this special edition, we'll be walking through the AMBOSS Clinical Clerkship Guide to make sure that you're fully prepared for all of your different clerkships in the different wards and so that you can feel more confident in seeing patients. We'll cover the different clerkships that you can expect to find yourself in during your last couple of years in medical school. We'll cover the top 10 topics for each of those clerkships to make sure that you're fully aware of what you need to know before getting on the ward. We'll take a look at how to write a patient note, and we'll see an example of a daily progress note. So if you aren't in your clerkships yet, just a brief background on them. In the U.S. and other countries with four-year medical programs, usually the last year or the third year is spent between different wards, like internal medicine, surgery, pediatrics, spending between four and 12 weeks in each clerkship actually getting a taste for what it's like to be on the medical team, to participate in inpatient care and outpatient care, and under the supervision of professors or preceptors or attendings, you get actual hands-on experience. So in other places, in six-year programs, this is classically the last year or even the intern year after graduating. Either way, we'll call this your clinical year in the wards. So what you need to prepare for is seeing patients. We call this pre-rounding and then rounding. You need to prepare to write up a patient note after you take a history and physical. And then usually your preceptors or attendings will ask you to present your patient to the team, which you can use your notes to prepare for. Sometimes you'll be able to place orders for your patients, or at least you can weigh in on what you think would be the best treatment options. Sometimes you have to do an overnight call duty, and you might need to be evaluated with an exam at the end or during your clerkship as well. So all of this is covered in the clerkship guide, along with some very helpful AMBOSS study plans at the end. So we'll put a link to that in the description so you can follow along or follow up after listening to this episode. Now, we'll dive into the different clerkships. First up, internal medicine. Typically, this lasts for 8 to 12 weeks. Your work will be inpatient, and it can be anything from acute to chronic diseases among adults. The top 10 topics you need to make sure you know to feel prepared would be diabetes mellitus, acute coronary syndrome, congestive heart failure, the ECG, hypertension, anemia, pneumonia, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, asthma, and an overview of antibiotic therapy. So in this clerkship, you'll usually learn how to take a history and physical. You'll establish diagnoses. You'll see everything from diagnostic tests, ECGs, lab values, all kinds of imaging. And you'll usually be able to assist with or perform actual procedures, like placing lines or performing thoracocentesis, things like this. Next, we have the pediatrics clerkship. This is usually shorter, four to eight weeks. Also, it is usually inpatient care, but the skills are a little different because they're pediatric patients. 
you still need to know how to take a physical and a history for newborns, infants, children, and adolescents. You also get to assist and perform procedures, establish diagnoses, and the like. But the top 10 topics for this clerkship would be immunization schedule, child development and milestones, asthma, rheumatic fever, acyanotic congenital heart defects, cyanotic congenital heart defects, congenital immunodeficiency disorders, the newborn infant, congenital torch infections, and inborn errors of metabolism. Next up is neurology, usually about a month, four weeks. You'll perform neurological examinations. You will also have to interpret neuroimaging studies, and you might even be able to assist in a lumbar puncture. It's important to know clinical neuroanatomy and all the pharmacology that comes with neurology. Your top 10 topics would be overview of stroke, neurological examination, meningitis, seizure disorders, multiple sclerosis, neurocutaneous syndromes, brain tumors, major neurocognitive disorder, cranial nerve palsies, and GBS or Guillain-Barre syndrome. Now we come to psychiatry clerkship. This is four to six weeks. Usually you have to be familiar with the DSM-5 criteria in order to diagnose these disorders. You should know the mechanism of action of any prescription drugs that will need to be prescribed and their side effects and signs of abuse. You'll also need to practice building a rapport with the patient and their family and work on your professionalism and empathy. The top 10 topics for this clerkship are antidepressants, antipsychotics, psychotherapy and defense mechanisms, major depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, alcohol-related disorders, substance-related and addictive disorders, and suicidality. Now we move on to obstetrics and gynecology clerkship, OBGYN, four to eight weeks usually. Again, you're seeing inpatients. You can also be outpatient. You'll be taking a history of a pregnant person, reading and evaluating results of diagnostic tests when it comes to the fetus, performing pelvic and breast examinations, practicing your suturing and knot tying skills, and preparing for complications of pregnancy and childbirth. So the top 10 topics are prenatal care, pregnancy, hypertensive pregnancy disorders, childbirth, congenital torch infections, the menstrual cycle and menstrual cycle abnormalities, benign breast conditions, breast cancer, cervical cancer, and ovarian tumors. We move on to the surgery clerkship. Eight to 12 weeks, usually, you will practice all that comes with surgery, obtaining a full medical history and physical before the operation. One of the most important things you'll need to practice is how to scrub in and learning about sterility and maintaining a sterile field. You will, of course, assist in surgeries, whether that's suturing, retracting, guiding laparoscopic cameras, and you'll need to know common acute and chronic diseases that require surgical evaluation. The top 10 topics that you should prepare for would be skin and soft tissue infections, acute abdomen, cholelithiasis, cholelithiasis, cholecystitis, and cholangitis, bowel obstruction, acute appendicitis, diverticular disease, 
colorectal cancer, gastric cancer, inguinal hernias, and thyroid cancer. And finally, we come to the family medicine clerkship, which usually lasts about four weeks. This one, you'll need to practice in-depth how to counsel individual patients and their families, and you might assist and perform small procedures. But mostly, you'll need to prepare for all kinds of acute and chronic diseases, preventative measures, and health maintenance. Your top 10 topics for this clerkship have some overlap with the previous clerkships. They are diabetes mellitus, overview of antibiotic therapy, congestive heart failure, pneumonia, breast cancer, anemia, hypertension, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, asthma, and the menstrual cycle and menstrual cycle abnormalities. Now, one of the most important skills you'll need to practice is how to write a patient note. The purpose of the patient note is to keep track of what happened, to document your thoughts and your medical decisions. Usually it's divided up into the history and physical or admission note and then progress notes. A classic way to organize a patient note is with the SOAP format. SOAP stands for Subjective Objective Assessments and Plan. You can practice a patient note within the AMBOSS platform. There's a link in the clerkship guide on how to do this. Now let's go over the SOAP format. First, the subjective part. You start with the chief concern. Why did the patient come in today? You present the patient's history as they tell it. Their past medical history, surgical history, family history, social history, which includes travel, sexual, and drug use, pet exposures, occupational exposures, current medications, and allergies. And then you will need to do a review of systems. So for new patients, you could do a detailed review of systems. And one of the best mnemonics is to just start from the top of the patient and move down. Cover their head, neck, eyes, ears, and throat. Then you move on to the heart, so cardiac and vascular. Move down to pulmonary conditions, gastrointestinal disorders, urinary issues. And then you zoom out to cover musculoskeletal issues, skin, and finally neurological. When you perform a daily progress note, you don't need to cover the entire system, but just note if there are any changes. That's the S, subjective. Now the O, objective. You start with vital signs, things you can objectively test. If it's an emergency, list the settings from your readings, your ventilator, your monitor, your fluid balance. List the patient's general appearance, their pertinent physical examination findings, any lab findings that you may have. Include any imaging, such as x-rays, and other diagnostic measures. And now the A, the assessment. Here you can state the probable diagnosis, possible etiologies, and list a differential diagnosis if you come up with it. And we come to the P, the plan. This is where you outline the next steps in the patient's management, list out each of the patient's problems, and explain what's needed to diagnose it and treat it, including specific treatments for certain disorders and management plans for their current symptoms. If the patient has multiple concerns, rank them according to their severity and acuity, group conditions together if possible, and look at the previous day's plan to help determine today's plan. Finally, let's look at an example of a daily progress note. So this patient has come in, they've been in the ward 
let's say we're on the surgical clerkship. This is how you might write your progress note. S, subjective, no acute events overnight. Patient noted no nausea or vomiting, no diarrhea or constipation, and reports mild right upper quadrant pain. The O, objective, vital signs, temperature 37.2 degrees Celsius, pulse 84 beats per minute, BP 124 over 82 millimeters of mercury, respiratory rate 19 breaths per minute, general appearance NAD or no apparent distress, resting comfortably in bed. CV or cardiovascular, RRR stands for regular rate and rhythm, normal S1 and S2, no S3, S4, no MRG stands for no murmurs, rubs, or gallop. Next is lungs. You can write clear to auscultation bilaterally, no wheezes, rails, or bronchi. Abdomen, soft, mild tenderness in the right upper quadrant, positive bowel sounds in four quadrants, no masses palpable, no organomegaly, post-op wounds, clean. Skin, no rashes, lesions, or petechiae. Extremities, two plus pedal pulses bilaterally. No CCE, or cyanosis, clubbing, edema. Now we move on to the A, assessment. The patient is a 42-year-old woman on postoperative day one for laparoscopic cholecystectomy, improving well. Now the plan? Advanced diet, follow up with abdominal ultrasound, monitor CBC, complete blood count, electrolytes, BUN, or blood urea nitrogen, and creatinine daily. It's as easy as that. Keep it simple, and don't forget to include your date, time, signature, and name of the patient. You can take a look at the AMBOSS Clerkship Survival Guide in the link below. You'll find this Clerkship Survival Guide under Library, Articles, Clerkship Survival Guide, and Clerkship Guide. We also have AMBOSS study plans for every clerkship, and you can practice writing a patient note from any of the clinical cases we have under Library, Articles, Clinical Skills, and Clinical Cases. We hope that's helpful for improving your clinical work and making sure that you're prepared and confident for handling patient care. If you like this style of episode, let us know by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a comment or send us an email. All the links are in the description below. Thanks so much. I'm Dr. Tanner Shrink, and this has been Beyond the Textbook. The links in the description can give you a more in-depth understanding of these concepts. If you like this episode, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check out the AMBOSS platform for your medical studies and sign up for a free five-day trial at amboss.com.